tuned in to yet another episode of this can't be life podcast i am your host k the motherfucking rebel i don't think i've said that in a long time but um you could be anywhere in the world or doing anything and you're choosing to tune in and listen to me and i'm ever so grateful and thankful um i appreciate all of those who continue to listen to old episodes when i post um in case it does look like I've had a longer gap than I usually um, do in between episodes, it's only because uh, last week um, the episode was posted um, on on Anchor, so that means it would show up on the Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Usually, if I'm in lazy mode, I will record on my phone, um, and that's what happened. But I'm back on my major platform that I usually use, which is SoundCloud. Um, there's just been so much um, going on, and I appreciate everyone being with me um, during the pandemic when I've had those moments where I just was like, I don't know what to do, I don't know what to say, and I just feel like the main goal that I have for myself going into you know, this third year of podcasting was just that I want to be able to get on the mic every time and give it my all. I don't want to get on here and, you know, record a bunch of bullshit. Whatever I record, I want it to be from the heart, something that is heartfelt. Today is going to be the beginning of a new segment. I think you all know that um, if you have been a faithful listener, that the segment that I used to have um, for a very long time was um, the freestyle, and I decided to now change it to um, the purge, which will be something very similar to that, where I just kind of get on here and just talk about whatever I feel like talking about. I don't really have a clear objective or anything, just giving my thoughts on a bunch of different topics that may have come across, whether it is... um, hot topics you know with celebrities or things going on in society or if it's just regular life um experiences that I feel you know could be relatable to one or some if you do need to um follow me oh yeah social media Instagram is tcbl podcast that is the podcast page and my personal page is k the rebel if you need to email me, the email address is this can't single letter B L Y F E at gmail.com. I guess first and foremost, I have been having a few thoughts or whatever about um August Alcina and his relationship um with Jada Pinkett. Um I don't believe that he's fabricating anything. I do believe he definitely had a full blown relationship with her. 
Um, the only part that I was just like, mm, I don't know about Will giving the blessings. I don't believe that. Only because I think around the time that we were seeing like Jada parading around these streets, Hollywood streets with August, there was this awkwardness between her and Will and everybody was trying to put their finger on it. But I think they tried to like mind fuck all of us on like one of those episodes of the Red Table Talk where her and Will were talking about a rough space in their marriage that they were having or whatever, but that divorce wasn't an option. But yeah, the rough space was really just the fact that you guys have had open relationships. And um, I don't know, I think she could have been failing August just as much as he was failing her. Um, another perspective that I want to give in regards to that, well, really, I guess, or you could say it's an opinion is that like, I don't understand why people are in such shock or they're waiting for her to release a new episode of Red Table Talk and wanting her to address this because you know that she's not going to. And then there's been shady posts from like, um, Tisha Campbell and then from, um, I believe Will Smith's sister and basically their shady remarks have kind of been like on some what's done in the dark will come to light and things, um, very similar to that. I, I don't want to look up the posts and repeat them verbatimly because I don't give a fuck that much. But when stuff like that happens too, it also is kind of like a slight confirmation of what, you know, the situation um, between Jada and August. And I never was the type that hopped on the bandwagon and was like, list was if I was going to have anybody as my relationship goes, which I'm not. I think around like the third episode when I first even started this podcast and I did have two other co-hosts, I do remember saying if someone were to go back and quote me that I don't idolize celebrities anyways. Like I don't know them. If anything, if I'm going to have uh, a couple's uh that I consider to be goals or someone that I admire. I think the couple that I had chosen, you know, were um, my father and my and my stepmother, you know, who have been um, together for about 30 years and married, I think for, is it 25 years now? Yeah, but um, aside from that, yeah, I don't, I've never really understood why anybody was so like ill about, oh, you want the Will and Jay to love you. You guys never really even knew what the fuck was really going on? They're two whole fucking weirdos. Like, that man that you see, you know, as the actor, like, I that's not who he is in real life. And Jada, you know, who, I don't know. And just, I just think it's just kind of interesting how, you know, I think it's dope that she has the Red Table Talk. You know, I'm, I definitely support all content creators you know, we all have something to say. She seems to have some very dope content. A lot of her her conversations that she does have are thought-provoking. But at the same time, yes, I respect her work and that entity, but I don't I just never understood why anybody was ever idolizing her or Will. Like I am totally the utmost confused about that. Like, come on, they they are not perfect. Um, by any means, and I, they've never even really, there's always been a lot of speculation about their marriage, because it's obvious that it's never been conventional, well, maybe it started off conventional, but, you know, then, I don't know, 
But um, I'm not surprised. Um, August is just like super fucking emotional. And hopefully he's just not going to do any more interviews um, about it. And um, while we're on the topics of um, relationships, that's a segue into the next thing that I wanted to um, point out. If I could give anybody any advice, if you're having like a rough patch in your relationship, it's a marriage or whatever it is that, you know, sometimes I think it's easy for us to, um, when we first we have that honeymoon stage and our partners are just so like we're awestruck about them like oh this is the person that I've been waiting for and oh they've got all these qualities or this that and the other and then you know there are going to be those moments especially when you've been with someone for a very long time that a different version of them may show up from time to time and um, sometimes it is going to impact the relationship. And I guess the, it's some advice that was recently given to me in my marriage is that sometimes when you're having those rough moments, um, of course, the easiest thing to do uh, is just to leave and walk away. But sometimes you should really look at your partner and just simply say, maybe they're doing the best that they can. You know, sometimes there are those moments where you feel like, okay, maybe all the things he did in the beginning, he kind of fell off and he didn't do anymore. Or maybe you are going through something, so now your um, your attitude could have changed and then you don't even realize it, but you could be projecting that onto the other person and maybe they start acting different because you start acting different. I don't know, but um, sometimes we have we're, we're just individuals at the end of the day and sometimes when it does seem like we're lacking or maybe you feel that we're shortchanging you as a partner maybe whatever your partner could be going through in that moment or maybe they have their own internal battles that's making them only show up for you I know we want our partners to show up a hundred percent every day but just say on that day that they're only showing up at like 83%. Just know that it may not be that they're giving up on the relationship or they're slacking on their love for you. Maybe they're just giving you the best that they can. And sometimes you got to look at it this way. You could have an employee that is constantly a no-call, no-show um, and does a great job every single time they're there. Or you can have an employee that may run 15 to 20 minutes late a couple of times per week and they may make a couple of mistakes along along the way but at least they're showing up period I mean to be present in a relationship and making the conscious decision that you're gonna stay sometimes it's just not going to be this perfect picture or they're not going to be that ideal person maybe that you first laid eyes on it's just kind of not a reality and I think sometimes you know we set ourselves up for more confusion or more conflict within our relationships if we keep you know kind of feeling like they're supposed to be like that every single day that's that's just not a reality um <laughs> I 
also um, made note of something. I would want to say um, maybe it was like almost a month ago. But um, I thought it was quite interesting how, like, there's people that, like, don't like you. Well, let me just put it. Let's just be completely honest. I know that there's people that genuinely dislike me, but I feel like they follow me or what it is that I'm doing. And sometimes I'd be like, is this like low key admiration? Like, do you like still maybe want to like be down with me? I don't know. It's just like, it's like weird. And before I used to like talk shit like, oh, for you to do that, you have to be a whole fucking weirdo, like a whole fucking goofy bitch to even want to like sit there and listen or check up or something on somebody that I guess you don't, that that maybe you fucked with at one point and then now you don't fuck with them anymore. And if you're like going to check up on them, it's like, I don't know. I, I just wonder like, what is all of that about? Because I guess maybe I'm I'm that black and white kind of person. I'm that all or nothing. I don't do the like shade of gray or all that rigid type shit. Like the bottom line is if I don't fuck with you, I'm not fucking checking up on you. I don't want to deal with anything that has to do with you, anything that's associated with you, anything that reminds me of you. Like I just don't want to be bothered. So I just wonder like whether it's listening to the podcast um, going on my page or, uh, you know, to see what I'm doing or to, or to, to, to check up on me or family members. And like, I, I just, I, I'm not understanding. I'm just not. And it, it's not a shady thing. It's not, it's just, it's just a question that's, that's being posed. Like, what is all of that about? I don't know. And maybe instead of me just being an asshole and, and trying to diagnose it, my own self, maybe somebody else has answers. And that, like, it's funny because I was listening to um, a recent episode of the Reigning Opinions podcast, and they were talking about um, they as in um, Crystal and, oh, my gosh. I can't believe that I just forgot the other co-host's name. It's terrible. Um, yeah, it'll come back to me. But yes, um, the two ladies were sitting there and they were talking about how sometimes people be having like secret beef with you or you can have secret beef with them. And then there'll be like little things that are happening and you're not even aware or it could be like people taking subtle jabs at you or just little stuff. And so then um, I guess a good example of that would be like uh this season of Insecure with, like, Molly and Issa, like, there was, like, a secret beef going on, and that's because one person, like, wouldn't confront, like, the issue um, head on. At this very moment, I remember your name, love. It's Carmen. Yes, Crystal and Carmen on Rain and Opinions Pod. And they were saying, like, yeah, sometimes you could even have secret beef, like, with a coworker. Um, it could be somebody on social media, maybe that you never even met before, but maybe y'all could have had like a moment where maybe y'all wasn't on the same page. Maybe y'all are like, could be like taking a jab at one another. I don't know, but, um, 
I just really liked when they talked about that because I was like, yeah, sometimes there do be like this undercover energy or something where like somebody really is trying to have like beef or like have a problem with you. And then, you know, you might realize it and then you're like, the fuck? Like, where did all of this even come from? And then um, sometimes you could just fall victim to it and then you start getting involved in it too and then you might have to catch yourself to be like why the fuck am I even entertaining this because if somebody actually has a real problem or a real situation you know if they don't bring it to your attention then it's pretty much non-existent and I may be inclined to agree with that you know um but yeah that was a good topic um I thought that that was dope and um that moves on to um another point that I had about um secret beef sometimes those secret beefs can like start like on um on social media and I just realized that during I don't know if it's just because of this this pandemic I've just realized that when I observe certain people and like their behavior or things that they're doing on social media I just be wondering like this isn't really a good place for you. Like perhaps this like social media is like an environment that could be detrimental, you know, to your mental health and it's consuming you maybe just a little bit too much. And you probably got other bigger fish to fry or other things that you could be doing. But then I have to also think about, you know, this is, you know, a pandemic on quarantine and, um, I don't know, but I think that all of us, we need to probably, when we're having those tough moments or maybe we're having issues, maybe the place that we should not be or the last place we should want to be is on social media. And maybe we need to take that time to say, you know what, I'm going to log off and I'm going to take a moment to self-reflect and figure out what the fuck is going on with me and not what's going on on fucking Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Snapchat, and whatever the hell else that fucking people use like just take a moment to be like all right this I don't need this this isn't serving me or doing anything for me and I've actually been taking time to uh to do that myself like I'll have a day or whatever where there's a difference like I think sometimes I'll get on um I'll get on social media and then I'll be like all right I'm getting on I'm gonna scroll through Whatever I see is a good quote, I'm going to post that on my story, and then I get the fuck off, and then I don't come back on again at all. Like, maybe not for, like, another 24 hours, or sometimes it's even been 24 to um to 48 hours. I won't post stuff. I mean, on my main page, I don't post that much, but mostly I'm more, like, reposting stuff to my story than I do my regular page. I barely can keep up with the podcast page, so yeah, but... I think that, yeah, but I can honestly say I don't feel that I use social media like in where like an overconsumption of it where I'm letting it just consume me and I'm dissecting everything that I see on it or um, just kind of, yeah, like it's just too much. Well, this one is saying this and keep it like, I just, I really don't have the time. I don't, I don't, I don't understand how other people do, but I mean, I don't. Um, and speaking of social media and, and 
um, the things that we see. I wanted to talk about like body image. And um, a lot of times, especially as women, like that's another reason why social media can be a little bit toxic, especially if you like, even with me being a chunky plus size girl, whatever you want to call me, you can scroll on some days and you can see those girls that have, I guess, the perfect bodies and things like that. And okay, I would be all cap if I've never sat here and thought, oh, look at her. Like, she looks so nice in her bikini. And oh man, I need to go somewhere and I need to work out or I need to do this. And then, you know, you got it. I noticed that I haven't done that in a very long time. Um, or the only thing I think sometimes I feel bad about, or there's like a guilt thing. Like there's someone I know that is like a, a a fitness type coach or trainer, and she poses her little workout motivational video like every morning, and sometimes I'd be like, you know what, she's right. Stop making excuses. You gotta get out there. You gotta do this. And the next day I log on, I'd be like, get the fuck out of here. Don't nobody fucking got time for that. I don't even fucking feel like it. Um. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. But, um, or I'll see people that I think like has a nice shape and have no idea that they're going through something. Like there was a woman who was talking about how she hated her body and she was so glad that she finally saved up her money and that she had just came from Miami and got her body done. And I was thinking, oh, wow. I never thought based on what I see on social media that she had any type of like insecurities as far as like her body and stuff like that. And I was like, Oh, okay. Well, you know, that's what you wanted to do to make you make you feel better. You know, no judgment here, but I just was like, Oh, wow. And here I am. I admire her. I like her pics all the time and think, Oh my gosh, she has a cute shape. And this was before she went, I guess, and got lipo, but you know, now she got lipo to make her, feel better and I just was like oh you know okay I mean I've talked junk before and be like oh yeah uh, I don't care I don't give a damn um when tax when tax time comes I'm gonna spend all my money and get lipo and truth is I'm fucking scared I've watched enough videos on YouTube I'm just not I don't like working out I love food like it is what the fuck it is um, however, the one thing that I am going to be honest and say that I do do is I do have the tendency to kind of down myself and make negative remarks like about my body. And, um, I really do have to stop doing that. And sometimes us women, um, we don't realize that that has like an impact on our relationships. And sometimes we deflect and I'm one of those people that has done that before. So, like, let me just give a case scenario. Um, I could try on something new that I bought online. And I might say to um, my husband, like, oh, um, babe, like, how does this look? Ooh, I oh, I think you look straight. Oh, you look good in that or whatever. And I'd be like, oh, you're fucking lying because my fupa's right here. And then he instantly gets an attitude and be like, Oh, yeah, well, if you feel like that about it or you think that you're fat or this, oh, you want to do something about it. Then it turns to me like, oh, so what you fucking calling me fat and blah, 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 blah. And then at that point, he's like, all right, I'm out of here. Like, I'm not fucking dealing with this. Like, okay, you're getting too fucking crazy. And um, I guess I was having a conversation with my friend 
who's married, and he was telling me how his wife does the same thing. And he said that he didn't care that she had had twins a year ago. He still finds her just as sexy as she was um, pre-babies, which is the same as post-babies, and that the thing that makes her unattractive is the comments that she makes about her body you know when she down talks herself that it really aggravates him and um he just says he just can't stand to see somebody that he loves down themselves so I was like hmm maybe if I guess my spouse had a different approach I and like broke it down to me like that it would probably made me not want to deflect as much but I was like I'm sure there's a lot of women that do that and sometimes we just need to be able to sit back and tell ourselves like somebody could be anywhere that they want to be no one has to stay with you if they really thought that your weight was an issue and I think as we get older I mean these things are bound to happen their reality you know beauty sometimes fades and it is as superficial as it sounds it really is in our hearts like you know what 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 does count or even like my husband has even made a comment to me like you know why would I ever say anything about your body when I don't have the same body when you first met me either like yeah my husband used to have abs and he most certainly doesn't have them anymore but I definitely still find him attractive I I don't have any issues with the weight that he has um, put on. Well, his weight has fluctuated throughout our marriage anyways, up and down, but currently he's at that, like, upstage. But, yeah, it's true. And I was like, hmm, that's dope. And then the crazy thing is I remember when I was having a conversation with somebody once, and they were, and it was a single woman, and she was like to me, and I was really fucking annoyed by the question, but she was like, oh, um, she was talking about her and her weight loss journey. And I was like, you know, good for you, girl, because I'm just, I, I'm sorry. I'm not doing it. I love food. I don't feel like fucking working out. I don't want to work out. And she was like, oh, well, do you think that you, you know, you feel that way because, you know, you're married and you know that you kind of like already got your man or you're in a secure relationship? And I'm thinking, bitch, bitch, bitch. Why are you even fucking asking me that? What the fuck are you insinuating? What is happening inside that head of yours? Like, so I'm chunky and are you trying to imply that I have it easy because I have a husband that like, are you thinking that if I was single and I guess on the prowl and looking for a nigga that then maybe I would want to step it up? Like, fuck out of here. The time in my life when I did decide that I wanted to um, to lose weight and I got really, because I've been big before and then I lost mad weight like in a short amount of time. And when I did that, I only did it because like I, I basically, um, my confidence was dependent upon my appearance. And now as a 34-year-old woman, my confidence doesn't lie in my physical appearance um not as it as it has before and it's funny because I had confidence physically when I was smaller but mentally and emotionally I was I had insecurities 
And now I would have to say that now um, it's I'm complete opposite, like mentally and emotionally. I feel like I'm, I, I just have it all. I'm confident in that regard. And then I am insecure about some things about my physical about my physical appearance like sometimes I'm like oh like don't get too close up on my face like in a picture like mm, I might look a little bit too fat or sometimes I'm not gonna take a picture if I'm sitting down because I'm not sure how my stomach will look yeah I mean yeah I'm insecure about about things like that um I think I have like this one acne scar on my cheek that bothers me sometimes it aggravates me and like even though um, I've been on like a good skincare regimen. I still just can't get that scar off. And, and that does kind of bother me. So when I am having a fresh face day, even if someone tells me that, oh, like, oh, your skin is glowing or something like that. Mm, I don't really believe that just because of that one scar, you know. But again, that's just part of my negative self-talk that I really do have to kind of work on. But yeah, you know, ladies... The more of the story is, you know, having babies, stress, getting in that, you know, that the late 30s mark and stuff like that, weight changes and all that, that those things are common. And, and we really shouldn't make like our weight or our physical appearance necessarily like, uh, take a toll on or have effects like on our relationships and 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 that's a piece of advice that I even want to take for my own self that I need to like get better about that of course I don't want to um ramble or whatever on this episode so the next thing or my I guess final topic that I want to purge about and just say whatever is that I I just can't even believe that people are even entertaining um, this Kanye running for president thing. Um, I wish that people would stop mentioning his name. Um, I don't understand, like, this whole fucking cancel culture or whatever. You know, the black community has turned their fucking cheek from when this bitch-ass nigga said that slavery was a choice, okay? Um, he, he is 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 so fucking hypocritical that it makes me want to fucking throw up. He really went out his way to be talking about you know that um how when Bush was in office that Bush didn't care about black people, but it's funny because Trump is clearly on that same fucking wavelength, and I've yet to hear him like call him out on his shortcomings or his lack of respect for the black community. And um, I know I just kind of went around in circles, but the other point I was supposed to make before I started uh, talking about that is that after he said that slavery is a choice bullshit, he was like fake canceled. We didn't really cancel him because then the moment he started doing his little raggedy ass church services outside, and I'm not disrespecting the Lord, I just call things raggedy when I'm annoyed with them and I don't like it. So yeah, when Kanye West was doing his little raggedy church services outside and then, you know, making music and, and all this stuff and, you know, I would see it all over the shave room. I would see it all over Ball Alert. And just, uh, 
I, I was disgusted when I would see that too. Like, why the fuck are we entertaining him? Like, this is all convenient for him. Oh, you want to be godly and fucking sanctified religious one minute. Then the next minute you violate and that's talking about slavery was a choice. I mean, that was kind of one of the most disrespectful things that he could never take that back. I don't give a damn what was the fucking context behind it, the logic behind it, or whatever. I, I just don't even understand how how we talking. Like, people have canceled somebody like Ja Rule. Um, people canceled, um, what the fuck was the girl's name? Oh, my God. Chrisette Michelle, is that her name? Canceled her for singing um, at the at the inauguration, and we ain't really heard too much from her. I think people canceled one of the Mary Mary sisters for voting for Trump, but y'all still fucking allow Kanye West to be a part of the black culture. I I just don't understand it. I I I'm so fucking confused. And um, I'm not fucking voting for him. I will never vote for him. And um, anyone that does choose to vote for, for him, I just, I, I don't understand. I, I, I try not to judge people's choices, especially if I don't understand their reasonings behind their choices. But that one right there, no, I'm judging. I'm going to have every fucking opinion and every negative comment that I can if I see anybody endorsing the idea of him, out of all people, becoming president of the United States. Um, I think that that's my time. And um, I'll be back up in this bitch next week. And I'm out.